Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, my friends, I want to talk to you about something meta, something that doesn't often get said about how we show up for business coaching, how we relate to business coaches, business experts, business teachers. If you're listening to this podcast, presumably you want to learn about business. You want to get better at business and you regard me as someone who can give you an idea or two, maybe a teacher, maybe a mentor, maybe a coach, maybe you have literally hired me. And there's something really important that I want to tell you, which again, does not get said often enough. And I need to say it explicitly today. And before I do that, I want to tell you about something that happened today, a story from one of my live coaching calls with my clients inside Joyful Marketing, my marketing training program. We have our weekly live coaching calls. And so I got to coach one of my clients there. She asked for help with something that she was conflicted about. But in the process of her describing what was happening, she said something. She said, you know, I'm triggered by a lot of the things you say. And I was triggered that time when you said this thing. And I was trying to make sense of it. I was triggered by that time you said that other thing. And I was thinking about how I don't necessarily agree. And and she wasn't saying this, don't get me wrong. She wasn't saying this in like, like a confrontational way, but she was literally telling me like her own struggle with being triggered by the things I say, her coach. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. I just noticed that you're triggered by multiple things I say, like you are triggered by lots of things I say. I want to get curious about that for a little bit because that's normal. But also if it's happening all the time, I asked her, I'm curious how much authority you're giving me. And I asked, what would it be like if you took some of that authority back or all of it back and gave that authority back to yourself? She was really moved by that question. She realized, oh, I'm always trying to work out the things that you tell me because a part of me doesn't agree and I make myself wrong. And I think, well, Simone must know things that I don't. I should listen to Simone I should try to understand what she means. And she spends all of her time, I mean, not all of her time, but you know what I mean. She spends a lot of her time trying to understand me and trying to get on board with what I'm saying and trying to agree with me instead of listening to, hey, what feels true to me? What do I want? What do I want to think? What do I want to believe? What do I want to do? And following the breadcrumbs of my curiosity and my instincts, right? And in the process, she told me, there's so many things I say that she disagrees with, that she wanted to create a hashtag on Instagram called hashtag I disagree with Simone. And again, she said all of this in a way where she was, you know, being transparent with me. And I love that hashtag. I disagree with Simone. And I told her the first place where that hashtag needs to live is in her own mind. She needs to believe at first, believe that it's okay to disagree with me. And I thought it was such a powerful sign of her own sense of discernment, her own sense of authority that she didn't just blindly absorb everything I was saying. Like there was a part of her that was going, no, I disagree with this. No, that doesn't make sense to me. And 
The only problem was that she was repressing that. She was shaming that instead of honoring that and following that. So I gave her an assignment. I said, hey, you got to fire me from your brain. Please knock me off whatever pedestal you put me on in my brain. No more Simone. If Simone in your head tries to pipe up, you say, shut up, sit down. (laughs) And to install herself as the biggest authority of her business and of herself. And she said it really, really felt like a relief. Like, wow, I can do that. That would give me so much peace that I could do so many things that I wasn't doing because I was always second guessing myself, always trying to do what Simone says, always trying to get on board, right? So I want to give this assignment to so many of you out there. Please fire me from your brain. If you have me in your brain as an authority that trumps your own, if you have me installed in your brain as an authority who contradicts your instinct, your desire, your knowing, your discernment, your wisdom, I am the world's second best business coach. It's not because I'm humble. I think I'm the best at what I do. I think I'm amazing. I think extremely highly of my skills. And I'm the world's second best business coach that you could ever hire. You know why? Because you are always going to be your own best business coach. It's because you are always going to be your own business coach. Nothing and no one, no institution, no ideology, no body of whatever has greater business insight than you do for your own business. You know, my colleague who's been on my podcast, whom I love, my dear friend, Sunny Smith, says this. She also does business coaching. She coaches, you know, physicians and she does business coaching and she also teaches business to coaches. And I love what she says, where she says, there is no curriculum for her business coaching and for her business teaching because she says, the curriculum is your life, your life, not mine. What happens in your life, that is the curriculum for you to learn the business skills and principles that work best for you. It comes from your life. It comes from what happens in your mind, your heart, your body, what desires arise in you, what reactions rise in you, what pisses you off, what bores you, what you're angry about, what rings true for you, what you fantasize about, what you don't give a shit about, what challenges call you, what truths call to you. And on the other hand, what doesn't move you, what doesn't resonate with you, what doesn't land with you, what doesn't excite you, what doesn't make sense to you. Nothing will ever be a greater guide and teacher than all of that. When your body says, uh, I don't want to do this, that's the teacher. When your body says, that doesn't make sense to me, that's the teacher. When your body says, oh, you know what? That would be interesting. I want to do this. I'm curious about that. That's your teacher. That's your guide. When you get taught something, when you get a piece of coaching and your body shuts down and doesn't want to accept it, that is the teacher. A lot of people 
ask me questions about, wait, but how do I know if I'm really accessing my true inner wisdom or whatever, or if I'm just, you know, reacting from my trauma response, right? Or if I'm just reacting to my fear, you know, I, do I always want to be, want to be instinctively following my fear? Or sometimes do I want to override that? Blah, blah, blah. I get that question a lot. I get it. And here's what I want to offer you about that is that it's not about like following whatever response your body has and acting on it literally. Like, for example, let's say someone says something to me that pisses me off and it makes me want to punch them in the face. Trust me, that happens from time to time. <laughs> right. So me. Taking that as a teacher, taking that as a guide doesn't mean I literally go punch the other person in the face. That has never happened so far, <laughs> right? Like that doesn't mean I literally punch them. It means I take that desire very seriously. Like, wow, what is arising in me that's so powerful that's making me want to punch them in the face? I don't actually do it because I don't believe in hurting people in that way, right? Or let's say, I want to blow off all of my appointments for the week and just sleep all week. That doesn't mean I literally have to do that or that I literally want to do that. There might be another part of me that doesn't want to do that. I might make that decision sometimes, but the fact that I have the urge for it doesn't automatically mean that I'm going to do literally exactly that. But it does mean I'm going to look at that urge as if it carries a great intelligence, an important intelligence. I'm going to look at that urge as if it has something extremely important to tell me, to teach me, to pass on to me. Hey, tell me, what do you need? What is it about life that's making you just want to lie down all week? Tell me about it and I will do my best to honor you as opposed to, oh, that's bad. I shouldn't feel this way. That means I'm lazy or oh, doing so is completely impractical, so I'm not even going to think about it, right? I'm going to repeat it again. Taking your own life seriously, using your own instincts, your own body, your own reactions, your own curiosity as a guide does not mean you literally follow every single one of the impulses, although sometimes it does. But sometimes it doesn't mean you literally follow it. It means you get extremely curious about what information that holds for you. Borrowing my recent collaborator, David Bedrick's language, every urge you have, every bit of anger, curiosity, I like this, I don't like this. Think of it as a bud. This is his metaphor. It's a beautiful metaphor. Everything you feel, everything you are pulled to, everything that you are pulled away from is a bud that is waiting to flower. It's waiting to flower into something. What is that flowering leading you to? If you consider every one of your instincts a bud. So when my client says, I disagree with Simone, when she, when it says, when she says this thing, that disagreement is a bud that wants to tell her something really important about herself and where, where she wants to go, how she wants to do her business, what she wants to think about things, right? So taking yourself as the most important and the most highly valuable business coach, knocking everyone off of their pedestal, firing all the other voices in your, in your mind that you say you should follow because they're the experts, whatever, and installing yourself as the authority. Now, that doesn't mean don't have teachers, don't hire coaches, don't learn from other people. By all means, do if you want to, right? I have teachers, I have mentors, I hire coaches, and I learn from them. I'm very grateful to be in the position of a student. 
But you hire coaches, you learn from mentors and teachers knowing this. Everyone you hire, everyone you choose to learn from has one function, one purpose to help you come home to yourself more, to help you become more intimate with yourself, your gifts, your desires, your genius, your strengths. Everyone is an instrument to help you become more of yourself in your business. Everyone that you can hire is an instrument to reconnect you with your own business instinct, to reconnect with how you want to do things. Everyone should be helpful in reminding you more of who you are, what you're good at, what you want to do, and how you want to do things in a way that feels true to you. You know, I love all of my the mentors that I currently have all the mentors that I pay and some that I don't. And every single one of them, they exist as authorities in my brain, but none of them is greater than my own authority. And they all serve my own authority in my own brain in the way I imagine myself in the sense that it's not because like they're inferior to me. It's because I only invite them into my consciousness. I only think about them insofar as they help me to connect me to what is beautiful and genius and wise and intelligent about me. You know that saying, we're all here to walk each other home? That's exactly it. Your business coach should walk you home to your own business genius. So that's why I say with zero humbleness, please know that I am the world's second best business coach. I'm only useful to you insofar as I remind you why you are your own best business coach. Please don't put anyone, any ideology, any framework, any theory above you. So I recorded all of this and I ended up writing a poem that I want to read to you right now called Fuck Your Coach. And I think this poem perfectly encapsulates the spirit of what I'm talking about in this episode. Have a listen. Oh, before I read it, I want to tell you that this poem was inspired by a different poem that one of my Joyful Marketing clients wrote. Her name is Neelam Patel. And I have to give her credit because the poem that she shared with us directly inspired my poem, Fuck Your Coach. So thank you, Neelam. Fuck your coach. Even if that's me. Fuck your coach. She doesn't know more about life than you do. Fuck your coach. Her opinions have nothing to do with you. Fuck your coach. Her instincts are sometimes dead wrong. Fuck your coach. She's hormonal and moody. Fuck your coach. She's nothing close to a paragon of perfection. Fuck your coach. She's a hypocrite and does things that she doesn't want you to know about. Fuck your coach. She's looking out for her own best interests, not yours. Fuck your coach. She's clueless about the innermost genius of you. Fuck your coach. She's trying to figure it out just as much as you are. Fuck your coach. She's not fully self-aware. Fuck your coach. She only talks about what she knows. Fuck your coach. There are entire worlds out there that she is clueless about. Fuck your coach. Her business is propped up by a broken and inequitable global economic system. Fuck your coach. I am your coach. Fuck me. Fire me from your brain. Hire yourself. That's the poem. So, obviously, I love coaches. I love coaching. 
I hire coaches. I think I'm a great coach and I'm the number one advocate of coaching. Now, please do read between the lines. This poem is fuck you, but not to any one coach, but to unsovereign coaching relationships, to outsourcing authority, to pedestaling and guru-fying. Fuck all of that. Coaching actually works a zillion times better when you're free of all of that. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.